0: Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lumbecki, the World Messenger, inviting you on a special episode of Legacy Leaders Show. On this particular show, I wanted to just emphasize that uh, we're doing a quick review of what we accomplished since our podcast got launched earlier this summer, and we already accomplished 30 shows got a lot of traction, feedback, engagement, conversations going, and I'm thrilled to say produced a lot of great value for our global audience. So of course, with all of your help and feedback that we got, we continue to produce more of fantastic content in months and years to come. But I wanted to use this opportunity to reflect back and really pick Top 10 golden nuggets from some most outstanding individuals that I had a chance to interview on this podcast and their powerful sharing. So this particular episode, it's a little bit shorter. It gives you the flavor of each of these amazing individuals that accomplished so much in their life, and they're definitely having a lot to give. You can always listen to their full episodes but I extracted some of the best messages here to give you something to um, go forward and end 2020 with a big bang and Great plans for 2021. Because we all need moment in time to reflect and also reassess what are we doing? How is everything working for us? And what possibly we need to change or add? And now without further ado, let me start with a quick intro to First Golden Nugget by Daniel Fox, philosopher, author, photographer, adventurer, explorer, entrepreneur, Lexus ambassador, Sandix Extreme team member, and so much more.
1: It's easy for people to blame the present, but then when you give them the, uh, all right, the opportunity to say, okay, so you want to go back 100 years ago? They're like, no. Well, I mean, you cannot, you cannot have your, chocolate cake and eat it too like if you're going to (laughs) blame the present if you're going to blame the present then you have to take everything that's in the present you know the you have these innovations that come and then they have a cost and you have conveniency and then they come and this is one of the things that's happening right now is that we are reassessing our values and priorities does it make sense to have your production you know spread all over the world in different places just for the just so that you can save a couple bucks is it more important to have you know to support your community first before you go and support you know at the expense of 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 um, of other things and you know it's every time that you hear people like people don't want to pay People don't want to have child labor, but people don't want to pay the, the real price for their, their phone or for their, their fashion. Nobody wants drilling in the Arctic, but the second that the gas goes up, everybody's out in the street, you know, uh, screaming. It's easy to demand change, it's always hard to accept the package that it comes with.
0: Mm, um, excellent and- perspective. That is so deep and very pointed.
1: And and now we're, you know, we're having to, we're being forced to, to decide, you know, what is important. Um, and you know, the, there's, there's a cost for everything, for everything. There's always a package of pros and cons. And this is, this is one of the things that that we have to reconnect ourselves with is that for everything, whatever decision that we make, whatever direction that we take, there's always pros and cons. Nothing exists with a perfect solution. You're always going to be given away some of the, you know. There's always going to be uh, a package that you that you have to accept with, and um, and for for a quite a, a fair amount of time, our focus has been on the innovation at any cost, individual, co- you know, individual freedom. um and it came after a time in life where it was more about the community and the um, North America and the United States was this land of promise where everybody could come and become themselves. But it also comes with a different reality um, and where the community starts to break down when people start to forget that they're part of a, of something that is bigger. Um, and it's not about civic responsibility and civic ethics, but it's about whatever I want to do.
0: Next one is by Dick Gold, former Stanford University coach in tennis, men's tennis with over 35 years of experience who is extremely talented and has so much to share, not only around tennis itself, but around performance, team dynamics, and what it takes to be an exceptional leader. What, what would you say that attribute it to your consistent success and something that will never change and that is very relevant you know, even for the future generations to keep in mind, which is our own individual contribution and our own mindset. And, and what would you say it's some of those core elements that every player as well as every coach should always keep it in front front?
2: I think I think a really, really important thing, Isabella, is flexibility. Um, things change. In my case, the game changes. I did change with it some. I could have changed with it the rest of the way. I'm sure I just wasn't didn't it was time for me to stop. I'd been there thirty nine years, thirty-eight years as a coach, and I stayed on as director of tennis for fourteen. So you know, that was that was I I'd coached enough. I had six years of coaching before that. So forty four years is a long time. Mm-hmm. Um I, but but I think being flexible is really important. I think another thing that's important when we're dealing with people is the ability to listen. And so many times, as an instructor, we're used to giving out information. As a coach, a life coach, if you wish, a, uh, uh, I, I, I I'm really interested in leadership, and I I see all these books, the ten keys to leadership, the five keys of this, the four keys of this. I don't read them. Uh, we're all different. You have to be, first of all, you lead by example. That's a really, right. really important thing.
3: Yes. And
2: I can't I can't expect my kids to do things that I'm not willing to do. I can't expect them to be on time if I'm not on time. I can't expect them to pick up a paper when they walk by the courts, them to pick up a paper or a piece of trash or put the ball can top away if I don't put it away. So you lead by example in these kinds of things. And, uh, uh I think that's the most powerful. You can read all the books you want, but how you live your life is going to exert more influence on anyone else for better or worse than any one thing. So I think leadership by example is key. Don't do anything you wouldn't expect to be able to do yourself or uh, want to do yourself. Uh, Realize that there's no such thing as perfection. Um, Really value flexibility. I think that was one of the stronger traits I had. Uh, it's interesting, I'm, I'm writing a book now, and someone asked me about we'd won 10 or 12 championships. And this guy was a good friend of mine, one of our, our biggest supporters financially. And he had played baseball at UCLA, and he's in their Hall of Fame for baseball. And he asked me one day, he said, Dick, you, you your teams have won 10 or 12 championships. How, how do you do that? And I said, well, Jack, I have the best players. And he said, no, I'm UCLA. John Wooden was down there. He didn't win it for a long time. It took him a long time to start winning.
0: This golden nugget is from Zach Benson, founder and CEO of Assistagram. a young millennial that is extremely successful. He used to be pro dancer who turned into social media, branding and digital guru, and someone who actually it's phenomenal networker. And you guys don't want to miss this.
4: Well, it's it's actually quite simple. Um, You know, for me, it's just I want I want to make sure that every single moment of the day I'm thinking about how I can best love, you know, God and people, and Mm. make them just smile or to make them laugh or to make them be like, whoa! Like I remember when Zach like gave me like hopped on a random Facebook call with me or um, or messaged me and then helped me like solve this big problem. Right? It's like those little things that seem to make no difference at all like when you actually do them they add up to to big resu- life-changing results and influences on people that you you talk to every single day and so what i my main philosophy in life is just trying to give everybody as much as i can the the time of day um to answer their questions reply to their messages um and if i can help them with something um right then and there i i i i try and so I think that's just the thing is that you know there's a lot of wonderful people in this world and you never know who you're going to talk to or never know how that one little message that you send could really change and impact their life and and so I'm really just focused on those little things those random acts of kindness those things that you can just do um because you can and 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 that's all I'm really focused on. And, and who knows, maybe I'll have these, you know, ki- people that I'm talking to and their kids and, and them saying, like, wow, Zach really helped, helped me out and impacted our family's lives. So that's the goal.
0: The next Golden Nugget comes from Dr. Stephen Osterhout. He is a CEO of Vitality Healthcare. And he is bridging the gap of traditional medicine through research, science, and natural healing strategies here, guys, that he collected all around the world.
5: Truly, one of the things that brings me the most joy is I have families that have been coming to me for 15 years, and I've taken care of the kids. And those kids right now, I have kids in my office that are now in school, and they're getting their pre-med degree because they wanna do what I'm doing. They wanna do what Dr. O did. They are so dedicated to their health and their family has gotten such great results that they want to go ahead and share that. And In fact, I, I'm already talking to having associates because these kids now are gonna be graduating and they're gonna go in to get their doctorate and they're talking, we're already having conversations about them coming back to my office to practice. Something super fun is I have two nephews and Alex and Grant 24 and 22, and they grew up around this. They saw what their uncle did, and and they came as patients, and, and they've overcome some of their health challenges too. And they're both at Western Michigan, where I went, and they're both in the pre med program, and they're both thinking about going on to be doctors. And so I'm super excited just to the idea is to cultivate this awareness in the public in our community so that everybody gets a chance to know that there's hope and that there's help. Because without this understanding, more people are gonna have surgeries that are unneeded, they're gonna be medicated, and there's gonna be side effects from those medications. That is not the path I want anybody to go. I've been there, I've done that, I appreciate it, but I never wanna use it as my first line of defense. That is your last line of defense. So that's why I've, I've created really one of the, you could say the, one of the largest integrative medical natural healing centers in the Midwest because we want to offer this opportunity to everyone.
0: This golden nugget is coming from Dennis Pitico, CEO of 360 Nation.
6: Uh, Just, you know, two words, or three words, that's four words. He was an honorable man. Um. That's it. Just honorable. Uh, Because that's the way I've walked my talk. I've said this early in our discussion today, but I've always been grounded by the notion of doing the right thing. And, you know, I've had this discussion about doing the right thing around the world. I've had it with friends, I've had it with family. And some people actually say, well, how do you know what that is? I said, look, unless you're six years old, you you know what the right thing is. You know, because you, you got when you get to the age of reasoning, right and wrong is obvious. It's not a question of what's wrong, it's a question of what choice you make.
3: Absolutely. And you know, those
6: choices, and those choices come full circle and i've learned and i say this honestly not from a spiritual perspective but i really do think there's something a good karma and if we see it time and again my wife and i whenever we're constantly doing the right thing it comes back full circle for good for either what we're doing or for something we're touching i'll just give you a, a good live example you go to Walmart, this goes back a few years back, and the lady said, uh, she, over, she gave us too much change for a purchase. I stopped her, went back to the store, and said, here. And she said, do you know that you just saved my job? Now, it wasn't a lot of money to me, but it was more the principle of what we did. And that just resonated with us. And we tell that story because we've had so many experiences like that where you can make a choice and get away with it, but you don't do it. And you say, well, why not? Well, because it comes full circle. And I think, you know, doing the wrong thing probably comes full circle too. I just haven't experienced that. So that's the legacy it goes back to just being honorable and having something that we all used to call integrity.
0: And this golden nugget, is coming from Robert Lazardo, an actor that has over a hundred credits to his name in film. And series productions and you guys don't want to miss his wisdom that he shares
3: and they cannot even enjoy the station in which they stand because of the anxiety that suggests that you have to continue to measure up to something and then you lose sense of your soul spirit your heart because then it becomes a banking scenario rather than doing something for the sake of the art form and entertaining people it becomes about your value as a commodity and that's an equation that belongs in a bank and i say to those who think that way cool but don't talk to me i'm not a banker take the banking co- you know dialogue down the road and speak to someone who wants to invest in something that's not my line i'm not am not am not a, I'm not a mm-hmm. human calculator so but the wow. point is is that so none of it's ta- none of it's attainable to quote sat guru or to quote the master my ma- my profound spiritual master Da john adida Who said nothing is attainable nothing is attainable to my mind meaning that nothing is attainable all is to be experienced and to be witnessed but none of it is to be attainable not even this because if it was to be attainable it wouldn't transition the it wouldn't move into another experience that the idea of you cannot control you cannot prevent your next heartbeat you can try but it will beat by itself nor can you prevent The next experience that those call, that those call, that that those individuals call death. So the transition is inevitable. So, what is attainable? A memory, a plaque, a statue. Last time I heard, they're knocking statues down. They knocked some statues down from World War II. They're knocking statues down now. Maybe a great flood will come and bricks, the ground will be lifted and all the stars that. Sit nestled in the ground on an avenue will disappear too. My point is is that none of it, even on a molecular structure, atomic level, is going to last It's all going to break apart ultimately. When you see the big picture, you're relieved man you're relieved because then you don't have to try to become God you realize God is in all things always and you can express that joy by
0: so liberating freeing isn't it?
3: Yeah, man. So you don't have to solidify, encapsulate into something that will be adored and remembered. You can be blissfully forgotten and enjoy the freedom that that suggests by not having to measure up to anything because you're now infinite, man. You recognize the infinite, the infinite beyond measurement, so you don't even have to measure up. <laughs> there is no measurement. And there's some to me at this stage, because when you've been in the business that I've been and you've seen people come and go, people that you've admired and loved, and I still admire, I don't say people you admire that have transitioned out of this world, right, and you bring up their name, and someone says, oh, who's that, and you go, wow, they don't know who that is, but for you, for me, that person may have been God, meaning like they were someone really special, iconic, a deity in physical form, that took you to that promised land because they appeared in several movies that you romanticized your whole life and still do and every time you see them like oh my god oh my god and you mention their name and people say who's that and then it suddenly dawns on you that for you it's personal but there will be generations of people coming that won't know who those people are and that puts it in perspective it doesn't make you love that person any less you still for you, that person, that performer, has a special place in your heart and they always will, but you understand that it's a temporary station. It's not permanent. People really think it's permanent. Not like permanent like destination, it's permanent. yep. that yep. will never be forgotten. Maybe there's a couple of names that will resonate throughout time until time no longer has a place in infinity. So there may be a couple of names that still stand and will always stand the test of time because of what they point to spiritually there is that but i'm talking about ego i'm talking about a statue i'm talking about a personality a plaque an identity that's a traditional
0: way of measuring somebody's success and 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 what you're talking about is more on human we're we're talking about hollywood we're yes, about yes. We're and what you are sharing is the beauty is that you can play in the Hollywood, be part of the Hollywood, but without losing yourself and in the same time showing the human aspects of it. And I love when you were mentioning the names earlier about people that you respect and love because they treated you good. So imagine how many people you already have that are your champions and they love you, respect you because you treated them so well. And this golden nugget, it's coming from our own Patrick Montenegro who is young millennial educator, single parent, entrepreneur, creative media director, and phenomenal designer.
7: I, I mean, I, I follow a lot of people. And one of the the people that I follow is, is Gary Vee. And one of the things that he's, he says, is like, on my, the day that my I pass away, I want, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I want, I want that to be like a national holiday and I want, him I want to be remembered so like essentially at the time if the time comes and I just would like to be remembered as one of the people that were always there for someone always there for a friend and um sometimes I I see some friends that they're they're in a dark place and they get lonely they get sad they they get emotional and I try to reach out as best as I can and say hey well I'm always here like you can talk to me I'll listen and Um, I try my best to to be involved in everything like if it's something going on in the community I try to find out first thing I mean people always ask me hey what's going on this weekend and before corona I I knew everything but now since everything has happened it's like I kind of don't feel as involved as I used to which is nice and bad but um, Mm -hmm. I think now um, moving forward definitely say hey a year from now um I've adapted so much where I could even maybe start teaching not just my middle schoolers but I I mean I could teach a dad's group and I'm a part of a couple of other dad's groups where hey they're first time dads too like they need help how do you how do you get through the day how do you like what what gets you through those hard times and I I feel like even just sharing an experience like there's times when I come home and I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired. And I'll sit down on the couch, maybe turn on the TV and I'll fall asleep. And I'm like, wake up. And I'm like, Oh, what did I forget to do? Or I'm like, like, it's so crazy. And I think that even just finding something that you do or your why, that's all you have to do is, especially if you get this book, definitely this book will help you uh, get you to find out, what your path is going to be on in life. And I think that once you find that and you start doing it, it's not going to feel like a job. You're not going to wake up every day like, oh, I have to go and teach. You're going to be like, wake up. Oh, wow. I I get to teach today. I get to uh, show someone something new. And I know that whenever I did um, instruct for the week or two that I was there I started teaching them how to use iMovie and some of the kids they had light bulbs come on in there and in, in, like I could just see it they were all excited they were like oh, I've never seen this before and then I had one little kid that didn't want to pay attention and then I'd have to redirect and go back and say hey some kids are trying to learn let me just teach and then everything would get back to kind of normal and I, I felt like at the end of the day that, hey, today was a good day. I, I got to teach something to someone that they probably wouldn't have got to learn if it wasn't for me.
0: This the nugget It's coming from the Dr. Paul Nussbaum, and importance of love, kindness, and compassion that you guys absolutely don't want to miss it.
8: So I'm a Christian by faith, and, um, and I really try to look at the neurobiology of love and forgiveness. I study those things, and I write about them. And I try to practice them. And, and somebody asked me that same question not too long ago. And it's not an easy question to answer, actually. It, it takes some time. And I think the bottom line for me at this point in my career, where I believe I'm metaphorically coming around the track for my final turn, uh, Isabella, is to bring people hope. Mm. That's what I want to do. I want to I at least try to bring people hope. And if I can do that, um, that's what I want to be remembered for,
0: and you're already definitely doing that, and 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 you're already making that happen. So. Uh... You, you definitely are making tremendous impact from colleagues and people mm-hmm. that I had a chance to speak with and uh, that is so beautiful and and it's great that we have a people in traditional Western approach to psychology that are seeing what else is missing and they're willing to push the envelope and transform uh, perception psychology and neuropsychology specifically how it's affecting us and we're all our being so. Thank you, thank you for everything that you do, uh, Dr. Nusbaum. I'm sorry, uh, and what, one of the questions the, in the closing, what would you like to leave the, our listeners and our audience with? Uh, you covered a lot of great um, uh, examples and, and practical applications. Uh, as well as empowerment here and and I'm so glad that this uh, this is exactly what everybody needs to hear this is what I needed to hear so I'm from selfish reasons so like thank you but I'm also excited to share my with my listeners and our audience uh, of the message that is very very important right now and very timely
8: yeah don't be um, the message would be um, understand that you're you're incredibly empowered to be the best that you can be. And don't let these other entities, don't let other messages, don't let the poison that's out there bring you down. You're so much better than that. You're a force of change. You're the only organism that can be happy or miserable. Go be happy today. Do what you need to do to be happy today and bring somebody along with you who's struggling.
0: And now we're gonna hear a quick golden nugget from David Cech, who won over 25 Emmy Awards and who is phenomenal documentary and film producer. Well,
9: I think, you know, obviously we're dealing with some very unsettling times and some challenging times. And, you know, it's an economy that is crippled. Um, And I would just say, no, that this too shall pass. But in the meanwhile, make the most of this time by minimizing your negative, uh, your nervous energy or your anxiety and rechanneling that to, to, uh, to establishing contacts, to being passionate. I think is the word I'll come back to. I started with that. I'm going to end with, uh, you know, just be passionate because when, when I interview or talk to young people, Uh, you can tell if they're passionate from the jump. Uh, You know what? And if they're not, then I'll be candid. I I mean, I turn off. Uh, And if you're not coming, willing to, there was a baseball player by the name of Pete Rose. I'm not sure if the name um, is familiar to you. Um, He, you know. I heard of him, yes. You know, a great player. um, and, And his manager once said of him, to play baseball, he would walk through hell in a gasoline suit, <laughs> which is a very powerful metaphor, but it, but it was very much emblematic of how he played. And that's the advice I would give to young people. you got to be willing to do that. You, it is not going to be easy. Um, um, I think it was Tom Hanks in League of Their Own said, you know, baseball is hard. If it was easy, everybody would do it. And, um, and, you know, I think uh, you need to be able to push through and, you know, uh, direct your energies in ways to, to, uh, to follow those passions and to, you know, take this time right now to really try to figure out what you want to do and uh, uh, spend your energy, um, uh, reach uh, taking the steps uh, to reach your goals, uh, you make it a um, you make it a time of of evolving, right? um, you know, of enhancement. Um, that's what I would do. I, I, yes, and I know it's not always easy uh, uh, during these times, but you know, uh, yeah, 2020. I'm sure we all would like to cancel it to some degree, but. <laughs>
0: Uh, yes, we want well, a refund. We want a refund and start all over. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's why we will not count the years, right? We definitely not count this year. <laughs>
9: but yeah, but two thousand twenty-one, and you know, is um, is right around the corner, and you know, hopefully, we'll we'll be able to return to some semblance of normalcy. And for those young people, I hope they have you know, taken that time to you know, spend their time. Uh, passionately and wisely to, to help uh, realize their dreams.
0: And this particular golden nuggets come from someone that is very dear to my heart, Dr. Gail Hayes, and she's sharing something very specific to all of you that you can take advantage right away. She's expert on leadership, race, gender, diversity, and inclusion, and her passion is just so infectious. She's also former first female African-American enforcement law officer as well firefighter. And she has such an amazing story to tell.
10: I have this thing called the power of 10. You take 10 minutes a day for your child, just 10. Uninterrupted minutes without your phone, without them, and let them talk to you and say, what happened to you today? Just 10 minutes. And I've watched parents transform their relationship with their children. And it's just called the power of 10. Take 10 minutes, don't answer your phone. Get in their room, get in their faces and say what's going on and talk. And let them know, let them talk and you shut up. You will find out some amazing things and you tell them if you watch watch the clock, and we go past 10 minutes and you let me know when 10 minutes is up. You get a bonus 10 minutes. You can get up 30 minutes. Let's go and talk and just shut up. Don't interrupt them. Don't judge them. Let them pour out. I promise you your relationship with your children will change. I've watched it. I've given this advice to so many people. I started years ago and when I was teaching my children how to tell time with the analog clock, I said, watch the thing. You're going to get 10 minutes and they can't even when they were teenagers, I want my 10 minutes. I'm like, okay. And then, I, that, then is yeah. that is brilliant. That is brilliant. So, we do have the time. We do have the time. We just don't take the time, or people don't give us tools like this to use the time.
0: You have to to ask for the time on how at the depth of relationship that we can be vulnerable, open and going deep into these conversations and without having judgment and creating the space and allowing these beautiful things to unfold. When we're in suffocating environments, judgmental environments, toxic environments or environments that just simply don't care, it's impossible to create something such a beautiful to blossom. So, you have to nurture that. So, that is fantastic. So, if anybody listening here can get out of it, I mean, so many golden nuggets, but the one is obviously create your own environment, nurture it, and create amazing things that can flourish.
10: Yes. You can do it. You can do it. it. I mean, just 10 minutes. Start with 10 minutes. Even if it's not your child, your spouse. 10 minutes uninterrupted. Just say, talk to me and shut up. I mean, even if, they're, if you know what, and, I, and women say to me, wife well, said it to my husband, and he won't talk. I said, and what did you do? You want to you want to make him talk? I would sit there right in his face for ten minutes and not say anything and just look at him. Oh, you're going to say I'm going to wait till you talk to me. But see, we get offended, and there's no need to get offended. You be consistent, eventually people will connect with you. But you must be consistent because he'll probably say she's not going to keep this up. Give him something he does not expect. I believe in giving people unexpected stuff and say, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> just go. And eventually, when you do that, what happens is people connect. They're going, oh, wait a minute. I'm not going to get myself set up to be hurt because this is too good. If I get 10 minutes, I'm. this is too good. And you'll hear, you'll hear things like, just 10 minutes? And say, yes, that's a good start. Instead of getting offended, say, don't you think that's a good start? And shut up.
0: And this golden nuggets belongs to Edward Fitzgerald who is sharing so many beautiful things in his full podcast, but this particular message, it's worth uh, reassessing on many levels. Uh, He is executive producer of movie of the story of the Brian Tracy, and most recently Dreamers, uh, specifically after he had major obstacle in his life, which was overcoming his brain injury.
11: The idea was that if we don't give permission, people permission to dream, because you're in that survival mode, that survival mindset, the last thing you're going to be doing is, is thinking about the more artistic, the more creative aspects of your life.
0: But also to feel helpful, because at those moments you start feeling very helpless, you start feeling very um, uh, depressed, and, and, and this kind of gave this huge opportunity that this is temporary even though it's challenging and difficult guys it was so uplifting to see it and and has such a great value during these challenging times and events and yeah. and and it's such a great perspective and contrast what you just shared uh thank you yeah. for that
11: but um yeah so obviously the the, the the narrative around the world has very been very much fear-based
9: yes and
11: um fortunately so a lot of people thought we had Deliberately created the film to be released in the middle of
7: pandemic. lockdown and
11: and and, and all the pandemic. Um, no, we, we we were already on that on that path. We just uh, released it early. So um, so that, you know, for me, it's not you know. Hopefully, I am. Um, my ideals for the film have have been met if at least one person of the thousands that have watched it already actually goes on and actually does something and has a a positive, meaningful impact on the life of somebody else or a thousand. So that was the, that was the the crux of the film. You've actually got six true stories woven into one film. Mm -hmm. Um, And the narrative really is despite you've got, you've got such a diverse uh, range of, of, of individuals from engineers to an astronaut to, um, to, to an arm, you know, a pilot with the first female pilot without arms. Um, the narrative is, is there were ordinary people that did the, extraordinary or became extraordinary because they followed their dreams and weren't put off by them.
0: And dear listeners and viewers, I hope you enjoyed listening to this particular segment of highlights of some of these golden nuggets from some of our best guests that we had thus far. And thank you for being supporters and celebrating 30th show with us. We're looking forward to see your comments on topics that you'd like to hear more about, as well as types of guests you'd like to see on the show, who might you want to nominate. And please, please, please share with others, spread the word, because we would like to definitely not only inspire and support others to reach their goals, but also their legacy. Cheers.